Hi, this is Amy Beheimer, and you're listening to the Habit Hub for Autoimmune Health, Habit 10, Use a Commitment Device. Welcome to the Habit Hub for Autoimmune Health, a podcast to help you shift from managing autoimmune disease to creating autoimmune health using the power of everyday habits. I'm your host, Amy Beheimer, a coach and a doctor of pharmacy on a mission to create health and happiness with multiple sclerosis. Here, we focus on everyday lifestyle habits proven to help the mind and body heal from the cell up without sacrificing the true joys of life along the way. To create autoimmune health in the mind and body, you have to be great at one thing, the skill of mastering habits. That's why each episode includes everything you need to do just that, evidence-based information and real-life inspiration from the experiences of my guests, my clients, and yours truly. All habit heroes brave enough to turn a desire for help into daily decisions to create it. Let's have some fun. I really cannot believe that we are already at habit 10. Most of the podcasts I listen to are in the 300s and 400s and 10 feels so small compared to those, but we all start somewhere. And if you know me, if you work with me, I always encourage you to celebrate every single step on our journey. So we're celebrating today and we're celebrating with something that's a little bit meta. So what is meta? Meta is when something refers back to or is about itself. So a book about books or a meme about memes. Today's habit is a habit about a habit strategy. And that strategy is a commitment device. And the spoke that that we can use this is in any of the spokes of the Habit Hub. Let's cover the what. What in the world is a commitment device? If you're into habits, you probably have heard of it. But if you're newer to habits, you may be thinking that this sounds like some medieval torture method, in which case, thank you for trusting me enough to give this episode a try. The concept of a commitment device is not new. It's been around for centuries, and in medieval England, they practiced fines for cursing. You've likely heard of a swear jar. In my favorite show, Ted Lasso, Roy Kent has to pay his niece every time he cusses. So that is a form of a commitment device. We can thank James Clear for breathing some life into today's habit. In his book, Atomic Habits, he describes a commitment device as a choice you make in the present that controls your actions in the future like a swear jar, or paying for a gym membership in advance. It locks in a future behavior and can bind you into good habits, or on the flip side, it can restrict you from bad ones. So commitment devices increase the odds that you'll do the right thing in the future by making bad habits difficult in the present. So we can make good habits inevitable and bad habits impossible if we are willing to give this a try. One thing about commitment devices that I want to point out is that if we're going to use this habit, it requires two things. First, you have to be self-aware of the gap that exists between where you are and where you want to be, the gap between your intentions and your actions. So what you say you want and what you say is important and what you give your time and energy and money towards, is there a gap between those things? A common example I see is in people who say they want to feel better. But looking back at their calendar or at their bank account, 
Are they investing their time and or their money into making feeling better happen? Those are often viewed as our most valuable assets, our time and our money, which is why I mentioned those. So think about it. If you want to feel better, what are your bank account and what is your calendar saying about that? Maybe it's not feeling better, but is it something else for you? The second thing to bring up is you have to be okay with admitting that there is a cost to not acting in line with what you really want. So what is it costing you not to move towards closing this gap? The gap in time, or what is it costing you in time, in money, in energy, in missed opportunities, in days and years of not feeling as well as you know that you could or would like to feel? It's costing you some enjoyment of your life, most likely. So there's a saying, when you pay, you pay attention. And in a world where there are a lot of free things thrown around, really consider if you're valuing those things in the same way you value things that you've made a priority to invest in. And really ask yourself, what's missing, if anything, in your plan for your health? Some of you, this may not apply. You may be feeling good and things are working. But if you happen to want to make changes and just can't seem to do it on your own, you're the one I'm talking to. And I was you, and I'm still you. I get support, I pay for things, and then I tend to pay attention to them more. So commitment devices work well for people who are averse to wasting time, wasting energy, and wasting money on unused things. It's kind of like betting on yourself that the future you will make the most of what you decide today. So there are three types of commitment devices. One is social. So this is really good if you're someone who likes social accountability. That looks like a community offered inside of a membership, for example. The second type is friction. So that's great if you really like convenience. A good example of a friction commitment device would be removing the apps from your phone. So making it more difficult to access those things. And the third type is financial. Nobody likes to lose money. So anything you pay for could be used as a commitment device. So that's the why. Let's jump into the why. There's some good research around this in the area of smoking cessation and medication adherence. And anecdotally, you may have accidentally experienced the benefits from a commitment device. You may just not have known that it had a name. So we are going to get into why this works based on what we know about the science of behavior change. James Clear covers four laws of habit change. Law one, make it obvious. Law two, make it attractive. Law three, make it easy. And law four, make the habit satisfying. So we are looking at law three here, make it easy. Or the reverse of that for breaking a habit is to make it hard. I want to share a word I learned to help drive home the why of this habit. You've heard me say it before. Language matters. There's a word from ancient Greek that will be helpful for us to learn because it is the reason why we need commitment devices in the first place. The word is akrasia. It's the state of mind in which someone acts against their better judgment through weakness of will. The AKA is the root of the word, and it means procrastination or lack of self control. I like to say this as not obeying ourselves. It's the part of us that drops the plan that we set. It's the part of us that answers the urge to eat the donut or skip the workout, even though we know we'd rather not. It has us doing one thing, even though we know we want to be doing something else. 
It's when we answer the primal part of our brain instead of the more evolved brain, which is our prefrontal cortex. In positive intelligence work, it's described as the saboteur part of our brain versus the sage part of our brain. The cool head versus the hot head. The wise owl versus the barking dog. So what language resonates with you? I encourage you to name your characters. So if you have trouble aligning your present self with what your future self wants, guess what? You're human. Acrasia is not a sign of weakness or a character flaw. It's a common human experience, and we all struggle with self-control and acting in line with our intentions if we're not intentional. Recognizing and understanding acrasia, which we're doing today, can lead to personal growth and the development of the strategies that work to overcome it right here on the Habit Hub Strategies, my friend. A fun fact about acrasia, the philosopher Socrates argued that true knowledge and self-awareness could overcome acrasia. I'm thinking that Socrates may be an advocate of coaching and this podcast. I always try to deliver on information, inspiration, and insight. Knowledge is the information and self-awareness is the insight. So we've covered the what and the why. Now, how? Now we know why commitment devices can be a play from our habit playbook. And as a bonus, we learned a new word to impress our friends. And Acrasia describes why we need commitment devices in the first place. We are working to shift the ratio of time we spend acting out of that Acrasia state of mind or our primal brain into the evolved part, the part that wants what's best for us. That's the prefrontal cortex the part looking out for future us. So there are lots of hows to do this based on neuroscience. But our habit playbook we use is full of ways to outsmart our brain. Commitment devices is one of those hows that work really well for some habits and for some people. So let's brainstorm a little bit. Here is a list of some commitment devices I've seen others use, um, as well as I'll get into a couple that I use myself. Some people choose to buy snack size packages to prevent overeating. Some people choose not to sign up for payroll deduct at work. This one worked for me back when I was trying to break my Diet Coke habit. I couldn't just swipe my badge at the hospital vending machine and get a Diet Coke out whenever I wanted. Some people who have an issue with gambling can ask casinos to add you to a banned list where you're not able to come into the casino. Gym memberships are a commitment device. Hiring a coach to be on your health team is a form of commitment device. The coaching container, including a few of the containers I offer, one-on-one coaching, small power groups, and I'm currently working hard to bring you something that is going to give you support you really need to create the health you want. And as I'm creating this membership, I'm really inspired by commitment devices as I develop the ins and outs of this coaching container. So you'll be hearing more about that soon. Another idea is getting a dog. Kind of locks you into future walks. One more is not paying for internet access on vacation. No internet access and then you're less tempted to waste time on social media, let's say, when you could be enjoying your vacation. And a few more examples of my commitment devices, although I'm sure I have more. I'm just going to highlight a few. I pay for services for movement. So bar three is a online fitness membership that I pay for. I pay for a yoga membership and I pay for 
a body pump membership. Those are all things that are worth the investment so that they're there when I need them. Another thing I do is I ask my husband to remove food items from me physically ahead of time. Food items that I have a really hard time stopping once I start. I'm looking at you, anything crunchy, anything salty. Some may see this and think, how dare he remove these food items from her? But I see it as pure love. He's helping me honor what I've said is important to me. And that is to enjoy some of the small crunchy things in bags, but not feel sick after eating the whole bag. I know myself. And the last commitment device that I want to mention is I just invested in a business coach. I was aware that there was a gap between where I am and where I am working towards being to best serve you. And because it aligns with my values of love for you and growth and connection, it's worth every single penny and then some. So a little recap to check in with yourself to see if a commitment device could be a good play for you. It cuts down on the reliance on willpower. So if you ever find yourself feeling like you're low on willpower, that may be a sign that a commitment device can help. It also eliminates decision, which we have talked about before helps free up energy. If you're ever feeling low on energy, these decisions that you make every day could be one of the drains of your energy. So what about you? What are some ideas that you may already be doing or some ideas that you want to try with commitment devices? So now we're on the do of the day. Try to use acrasia in conversation today and see what happens. I'm kidding, kind of. That's a fun do of the day, but here's the real one. Choose from the list or come up with your own. Choose one commitment device you want to try. Share it with me. I shared how I can help you by offering you to use one of my commitment devices with coaching. Remember the three types. There's social, friction, and financial. Coaching with me can cover financial. And if you choose to join a power group or one day my membership, we also have you covered on the social type of commitment device. So because all of the information we need to be healthy is out there, it's free for the taking. It's the turning over something of value to you, like your time or your money for most of us. Those are definitely two things valuable to me. Trading that for something way more valuable. Doing that can help us make a shift. If any part of you is curious about the commitment device that I have coming, make sure you're on my email list. You can sign up for my newsletter at the link in the show notes or on my website, www.amybeheimercoaching.com. And if you want to hear how coaching has changed the lives of my clients, you've got to head to my website and scroll through the testimonials. Don't miss the words from warriors that made one commitment to set their future selves up for success. I'll leave you with this eye-opening, for me anyway, discovery about habits. We may not always be super excited for the habits we try here. We may be telling ourselves, oh, we don't need to do that, or we don't have time, or we don't have the money. But spend time thinking about what habits like these deliver. What's on the other side of developing that habit? For example, journaling. It's a tool to find thoughts and beliefs that may not be serving you. It can help us think clearer. I don't wake up every morning super excited to journal. Some mornings I definitely do. But the mornings that I'm not feeling like spending the time and energy, I try to remember the outcome that journaling gives me. The same is true for the invitation for me to teach you and coach you and support you. We can admit that you may not be looking forward to every aspect of investing in a coach. Well, maybe some of you are, which is great. 
but you're likely interested in what coaching as a commitment device can create for you on the other side. What experiencing those things does for your energy, your biology, and your behavior. That's what we're after. And the quote I'm going to leave you with today is from James Clear. Be the architect of your future actions, not the victim of them. Now that we know what acrasia is and how it's working against us, let's use a commitment device to outsmart our humanness. I can't wait to meet you, coach you, teach you, and encourage you inside one of these commitment devices. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Habit Hub. I am forever grateful for the time, energy, and attention you share with me. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode where I might just cover the habit your body has been waiting for. Check out www.amybeheimercoaching.com for more free resources, as well as details on how to take the information, inspiration, and insight you learned today and apply it to create autoimmune health and happiness in your life. Get in touch at amy at amybeheimercoaching.com. Special thanks to my editor, Sarah. The Habit Hub is a production of Amy Beheimer Coaching, LLC. Talk soon.